I've been reading on here tonight and I have a few creepy encounters of my own, so I figured, hey, why not? This happened about 12 years ago. I was 14 and my sister was 12. It was during summer vacation and we were hanging out, just the two of us, outside. It was midday and we live in a smallish town where during weekdays it's pretty much empty because all of the adults are at work. Anyway, we had been messing around, picking flowers and other random crap when we decided to cut through a massive field of undeveloped land on the edge of the suburb. It was technically a shortcut to get home, but it wasn't the best idea because it was a really bumpy, potted land that other kids and teens left all sorts of shit laying in. Well, our bad decision came around to bite us. We hadn't made it very far into the field when my sister had got two bad things at once. Some sort of weird twisted metal pierced right through her foam flip-flop and into her foot. And right after it happened, she shrieked, jerked, and twisted that ankle on the uneven ground. She started crying and howling, and I was worried. The metal hadn't gone too deep, and I was able to stop the bleeding with the hem from my shirt. But she couldn't walk anymore, obviously. Our parents weren't able and didn't know where we were, and this was before I had a cell phone. My sister was still on the ground crying, and I was trying to calm her down, when something made me feel like looking up. It was that feeling of being watched. Out of the field across the road, standing in the corner in the distance, was some random guy, watching us. He was too far away from me to see him clearly. All I could tell for sure was that he was blonde, probably adult, and dressed way too warm for July. He was all alone, just staring at us. I've always been a skittish horse, so I looked back at my sister and basically said, get on my back, and that I was going to carry her home, and we were leaving right now. Now, I had to carefully pick my way through this stupid field in my own crappy flip-flops with my sister crying on my back. Luckily, she was teeny, but I was no linebacker either. It had just rained a day ago, so the field had puddles of slimy water in the lower spots. We were both kind of wet from her falling when she got hurt. I looked back to check if he was still watching us, and he was. Not only was he still watching us, but he had crossed the road and entered the field. Now he was standing stock still again, just watching us. Ice in the veins doesn't describe it. One of the scariest moments of my life up to that point. My sister looked when I looked, saw my face, and started crying even harder. I just shook her a bit on my back and whispered something like, Stop it. I need to concentrate on getting us home. Watch him and tell me if he starts falling again. Just be quiet. So that's what we did. I started walking down as fast as I could without getting hurt. My sister watched him while I carried her. After less than a minute, she whispered to me that he was falling again. How fast? Just walking. Is he watching us? Yes. I told her to tell me if anything changed and just kept going. I dumped in puddles I couldn't see into when I had to, hoping that there was nothing sharp in them. I lost one of my flip-flops in the mud and just kept going. We were about three quarters away through this massive field when my sister whispered what I least wanted to hear. He was speeding up. I turned us right around, so we were facing him head on. As loud as I could, I yelled something like, Hey, we see you. Fuck off and leave us alone. I'll call the cops. Nothing. He stopped again when I stopped, but gave no sign whatsoever that he heard me. 
just nothing. I turned just around again and kept going. My poor sister was shaking like a leaf and saying my name over and over again. It was awful and there was nothing I could do but keep going. Eventually he started following us again at a slow pace. I finally made it into our suburb, out of the muddy field and onto solid concrete. I told my sister to hold on as tight as she could and booked it, started running with her on my back as fast as I could. We couldn't see him anymore, didn't know what he was doing or where he was, and I was going to make it to our house or die trying. Every muscle hurt from carrying her so far. My bare foot was scratched up from the road, but I didn't stop. I kept moving, with my sister looking out behind us. I felt like my heart was going to burst. The fear and suspense was awful. After what felt like forever, I made it to our house, ran across the yard, up the drive, put my sister down, who started crying again. My hands were shaking so badly, I could barely use my key. We made it in safely and I called my mom. She had us lock every door and window and came rushing home. But nothing happened after that. He never found us. We never saw him again. And that's the end. I have no idea who he was or why he was fucking with us like that. But it gives me chills to this day. The way he stopped when I stopped. The way he ignored my yelling. I don't know what he wanted or what he was doing. And I don't want to know. When I was 16 years old, I decided to surprise my parents with a bouquet of flowers for Valentine's Day. We always celebrated this as a family holiday, rather than a romantic one. I didn't have a car to drive to the floors, but my high school was within walking distance of a hospital that had a gift shop that sells floral arrangements. Between classes during the week of Valentine's Day, I set off for the hospital by my lonesome cutting across campus to walk through the network of side roads populated with specialty doctor's offices that kept odd hours. The sort of buildings where traveling doctors mainly held surgery consultations or performed small procedures a few times a month. The trip there passed without incident. As I was walking back through said deserted roads with a vase of flowers in tow, I noticed an unkempt 1990s car close behind me. While my memory of the car is hazy, I'm left with the impression that there were at least two men within, whose faces I could not see. Initially, I assumed that the driver was simply afraid of hitting me, the reason why they weren't passing by, so I made the point of dramatically trudging further into the grassy shoulder of the road, demonstrating to them that they could safely drive ahead. They still refused to pass by, continuing to creep behind me at a slow pace. I began to suspect that the driver was more interested in me than their destination, and I began to walk faster. The car confirmed my suspicions by matching my speed. Despite the impracticality of my shoes and the threat of me spilling the water from my face, I commenced to run as fast as I possibly could. They hit the gas again and matched my speed. I realized at this point that the car was following me and that there was no one in sight to notice. I needed to get away. I bolted into the first parking lot I saw. The car turned in after me. Despite there only being two or three cars in the spacious front parking lot, and there being no other sign of activity at the office, this car did not stop to park at the numerous parking spaces available there. The driver instead opted to pursue me to the partially under construction back portion of this lot behind the office. It passed every available parking space to corner me against a pile of debris and rubble from the construction coming to a diagonal stop less than three feet away. 
Before anyone could emerge from the vehicle, I somehow managed to scale the small part of rubble against my back and jump from the peak to land painfully on the other side, which fortunately was a plot of undeveloped land beside of my high school campus. I took a quick peek over my shoulder to see if they were still in pursuit, but the car had sped off after I reached the top of the rubble and were nowhere in sight. They had not parked in the lot at all. They had no business there. The driver was following me. I sprinted at top speed and didn't stop until I was soaked in sweat in the dead winter and panting in the student lounge among my classmates who didn't seem to give a damn when I told them. Possibly because our hometown is supposedly a human trafficking capital and the crime rate is outrageous. Although I'm convinced that this was something more informal than human trafficking as a dilapidated car suggests poverty. In retrospect, I should have told an adult alerted campus security and called the police non-emergency line. But I was young, insecure, and afraid of getting in trouble for leaving campus when I didn't have a signed permission form to let me do so. I kept trying to convince myself that I had misread the situation and was overreacting. I don't even know what I would told the police if I had called them and I was entirely ignorant of the subject of cars and couldn't have identified the make if I had been asked. I also never saw the face of the occupants. I was also worried that my parents would restrict my already extremely limited freedoms if they knew I had been in any danger. I feel horrible for never telling anyone and earnestly hoped that my secrecy hadn't led to someone being hurt or killed. Whoever followed and tried to trap a 16 year old girl with flowers at a doctor's office just before Valentine's Day 2016, that's not me. Around Christmas time last year, I was shopping with my mother at a local mall. My mom and I went into Macy's and went our separate ways in the store for a little. In Macy's, they were having a huge sale, so they had a section in the store filled with back-to-back -back racks of markdown clothing. I was sifting through one of the racks when a young man and a woman came over to the other side of the rack, directly facing me. I took note of this. The man mumbled something to the woman, but it was not in English, so I couldn't understand. The man points at me, and the woman shakes her head, no. I can see the mom out of the corner of my eye in a different section of the store, so I stayed where I was and pretended that I didn't notice the two people. I noticed that the young woman looked very nervous and would not even look at the man in the eye. She looked at the ground the whole time. The man then FaceTimed someone on his phone. He steps away from the rack and holds his phone up high, showing me to the other person on the phone. I made my way over to the other side of the rack and eventually the two made their way to the escalator and left. This could have been nothing, but the city this occurred in has a big sex trafficking problem. I am a very small girl and was only 17 at the time. I was terrified. I thought I would share this on the subreddit to honestly get some opinions on what you guys think could have been happening. I just got a really bad gut feeling about it and I'm usually the type of person to mind my own business in public. This isn't one of those stories like, oh this man looks sketchy, I almost died. But when I was 16 I genuinely believed a man at Walmart wanted to kidnap me. It started off with him following me. I noticed he was in every aisle my mom and I were in, but at first I thought it was just a coincidence. 
He was an older man, probably in his 50s or 60s, and I just had a bad feeling about him. A man in front of us dropped his wallet, and the creepy guy walked up and stuck the wallet back into the man's pocket instead of just handing it to him, which I thought was pretty odd. Shortly after that, my mom and I walked to self-checkout, and I wasn't feeling well, so I asked for her car keys. I walked to the other side of the store, where we had parked, but I forgot to where the car was, so I decided to sit on the bench outside the hair salon and wait for my mom to finish. While playing on my phone, I got an uncomfortable feeling that someone was watching me. I glanced up and saw the creepy man staring at me. Now, there's two things you should know. One, the hair salon was closed, so he had no reason to be standing outside. And two, his groceries had already been bagged up, so he had already finished shopping. He asked how I was doing, and I mumbled out a, fine, and glanced back down at my phone. I kept looking up at the corner of my eye, and every time, he was still staring at me. That's when my blood ran cold. I realized that he had been standing behind us when I asked my mom for my car keys. He must have overheard, and was most likely planning on following me out to the parking lot. My instincts kicked in, and I had a strong feeling that this man was up to no good. I kept trying to call my mom discreetly, but she wouldn't answer. So I got up and walked back over to the other side, where she was still ringing up her groceries. I stayed with her, and when we walked out of the store, the man was still standing outside of the hair salon. I watched through the window when we walked out the doors, and he never took his eyes off me. I'm so glad I never walked out to the parking lot alone, because who knows what would have happened. Okay, I didn't realize that this was interesting enough to post, but I've seen worse ones, so here it goes. In 1984, I was 10. Back then was just the start of stranger danger and kids really did leave in the morning during the summer and not coming back until dinner time. One of those days I had been playing baseball and swimming throughout the day and was on my way home on my bike. I got to the end of the street and an African American elderly couple stopped me in the middle of the road. The woman was driving and I distinctly remember her thick glasses but she asked me where the church was and if I could give her directions. I said sure and started telling her. She asked me to come closer because she couldn't hear well. I got close enough to put my hand on the door to help me stay up on my bike and she put her hand on top of mine but I continued with the directions. Out of the corner of my eye I saw movement and I turned to see an elderly gentleman with both arms out ready to grab me. He had snuck around the car squatting down the whole time. I jumped back and took off on my bike as fast as I could. The car then took off down the road so I nearly avoided being kidnapped. Funny thing is I went in and told my mom what happened and she just said go wash up dinner will be in a minute. I never really thought about it again until I read the sub. This happened to me when I was about 6 or 7. For context I was adopted by my grandparents as a baby. One day, my grandparents took me to a public library so I could pick out some books and practice reading. On the way out of the library, I had already opened the book I had chosen and was looking through the illustrations while we walked towards the car. I didn't notice that my grandparents were getting farther and farther ahead of me and I guess they hadn't noticed that I was far behind them. Suddenly, I felt a big hand wrap around my arm. A man I had never met before tugged on my arm rather hard. I remember him saying, 
You're coming with me. I was frightened and managed to pull my arm away. I yelled, Grandma, Papa, and ran towards them. The man didn't try to stop me. He just walked away. I can only assume he didn't realize I was with them due to their age and thought I was an unattended child who had wandered off from the library alone. Maybe he was an off-duty police officer or a library employee who was trying to get me back to the library. Or maybe he wasn't. It gave me a really scary feeling that I remember quite clearly. Yes, it was me. While doing my weekly shopping at a huge supermarket, 30 tills, at the back of the supermarket I noticed a young boy about 4 years old. He was on his own and crying his heart out. I asked him whether he had lost his mother and he nodded. I told him to follow me to the customer service and they could give a shout out on the loudspeaker to inform his mother. As we walked towards the customer service, which was located near the exit door, his mother apparently yelled at me, where are you taking my son? I tried to explain that I found him crying and I was taking him to customer service so that he could be reunited with his mother. She accused me of child abduction and they called the police. I quickly left the supermarket before the police arrived. I won't be assisting any lost kids in the future. This happened around 7 years ago. I took my son with my mother to the shop and as I bagged up my stuff I noticed a man staring at my son. I also had his twin sister with me. I asked my mom to keep an eye on my son while I paid. About 2 minutes into paying or whatnot, I glanced up and saw my son being walked out by this man. I ran up to my son and scooped him up and walked away, which was my biggest regret for not yelling at the man or telling security. I was just in shock that it happened and it happened so fast. That was the most scared I've ever been seeing my little boy being walked out by a stranger. I feel this has changed me as a parent and I'm so overprotective of my kids now. Maybe too much. When I was a little girl, I used to walk home from school every day. It was only about a 10 minute walk and I usually had friends to walk with me. The area I lived in was progressively getting sketchier and sketchier by the year, but at this time it wasn't that bad. One day I had to walk home alone because my friends weren't at school that day. I was about halfway home, singing to myself, when this huge man walked up to me. I tried to walk around him, but he just blocked me and said, Hey kid. Do you want to fight? Of course, I said no thanks and kept trying to walk around him when he grabbed me by my wrist and tried to pull me in between two houses. He said, we're going to fight right now. And I somehow managed to wiggle free from him and run home. I was pretty small and fast back then, so I got away pretty quickly. I got home and found my mom on the ladder fixing something on the roof. I ran up to her and told her what happened. We moved to a new house pretty soon after that. When I was 7 and my brother was 4, we would always go play at the park right next to our house. We lived in a very sketchy neighborhood, but my mom thought it was fine for us to play alone because the park was very close to our house. So one day we were playing at the park, minding our own business. A kid who looked about 5 or 6 came up to us. He seemed a bit uneasy. He asked us what game we were playing and if he could play. 
We were playing grounders, and it isn't very fun when you only have two people, so we let him play. After a while, he asked us if we wanted to be friends. Being little kids, we said yes. So then we played grounders some more. After a few minutes, he said, Do you guys want to come to my birthday party? My house is really close, and today is my birthday. My mom had always told us to ask her before going to someone's house, so I told him that we had to ask my mom first. Then he ran off the playground, towards a man standing towards the edge of the road. This man had been watching us play for a while, but I hadn't really registered it as possible danger. After a minute, the kid came back and said, My dad says you can come to my birthday party. I told him I would have to ask my mom. Then he ran back to the man. When he ran back, he said, My dad says that you have to come to my party because we're friends, and it will be fun, and we can have cake, and he can drive you there. Then the kid took my hand and started leading me towards the man, who started walking towards us. I felt weird, so I grabbed my little brother, and we ran home. Then we watched through the window as the man and the kid got into a big truck and started driving away from the houses. We lived on the outskirts of the small town, so there was nothing for miles and miles the way he was driving. It was insane. I grew up in a safe, beautiful part of my town. All of my neighbors were within five years of my age. There wasn't a moment I didn't have a friend to hang out with. We were even lucky enough to have a park within a couple blocks of our neighborhood. Given the safe nature of our area, we were all allowed to walk and spend time in the park alone. This thread made me remember the time my best friend and I were successful in fleeing an attempted kidnapping. We were around 10 years old and made our way up to the park per usual. This time I got a bad vibe and heard a man screaming, Hello? We were both as teeny as could be and luckily fit under a 12 inch part of the playground where no one could see us. Within seconds of successfully making it under the hiding area, the man yelling appeared. We could see him but he didn't see us. He said, I heard two girls playing. Where are you guys? Come on out, as he looked around through the tubes, slides, and the rest of the playground set. We lucked out, he didn't find us. We had never been that silent in our lives. After a few minutes of him being gone, we made a run for it. We generally walked along the roads to the playground, but we were aware of shortcuts through other people's yards. This time, we took a dash through the neighbor's yards. As soon as we hit the road again, a car pulled alongside us. It was the man. He asked us to get in his car and that he would take us home since we were so young. We declined endlessly. We kept walking as he slowly followed us with his window down and begged us to get in and let him drive us. We eventually walked up to a random person's house and pretended it was one of ours. We understand now that it wasn't the wisest idea, but we were 10 at the time and all we knew is that we needed him to get away from us. After pretending this house was ours and going to the front door, he left us alone. We then made a dash to my real house. We never told our parents. We should have, but now we're both 22. To this day, we both bring it up every now and again and discuss how poorly things could have gone and how we could have met a horrible fate.